morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to episode five of Jesus Plus Therapy Sis podcast. This week's community partners are A Touch of Art, Nail Salon and Boutique, and Crossroads to Pathways Counseling. Please follow them on all social media platforms. Make sure you like, share, subscribe, follow, and hit that notification bell to be notified of new episodes of Jesus Plus Therapy on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Hey, 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 y'all. Welcome to another episode of Jesus Plus Therapy, sis. Um... Yeah, did y'all listen to last week's episode? Like, the red flags had me in my feelings. <laughs> I was in my feelings after the red flags, like for real, for real. Um, it was so good to me. I listened to it twice today. You listened to it twice? Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, somebody else listened to it, shared it, liked it. <laughs> Examined they red flags, did all yes. <laughs> we got some good information in that red flag episode. So I hope they took note of it and actually applied it to their life. Because faith without works is dead, huh? Many times we believe a thing or we hear a thing, but we don't apply it to our everyday life. So the application is very important. So it makes no difference for you to hear something if you don't apply it. And I'm learning that even in my own faith walk. Like you can hear, we know a lot of stuff, but nothing happens with the knowledge until we actually apply it. You know? Listen, you said something. So my pastor, Pastor Emery Ayers of C2 Nation, yes, C2 Church, uh, we are in this series called Dear Future Me. Some you say it was like faith without words is dead. And he said this. He said, and I quote, <clears throat> a dream becomes vision. Vision becomes plans. Plans becomes purpose. And purpose manifests the process. Mm. So you got dream, the dream of dealing with your red flag, the vision, your ability to identify the things that you um, need to get done. And then the vision, the vision becomes the plan. The plan is let's address these red flags through what? Therapy. And because because you did that plan, you now come into a place of what your purpose is because now your head clear and that purpose manifests a purpose, a a, a process of you doing whatever God called you to do. Like, that's good, right? Yeah. You all up in my, uh, I don't want to say sermon notes, but you're all up in my lesson that I'm doing. I'm teaching this month for a ministry. Um, that is near and dear to my heart. Um, so, oh, first, don't we need to do introductions? I, I, you know what? I, I had the mindset like you had. Don't they know who we are? <laughs> <laughs> this is episode number five. God has graced us. Hallelujah. Yes! Uh, and because this is episode number five, not only are we on Spotify, <laughs> <laughs> we on iHeartRadio, y'all. So tell Gary, yes. uh, Alexa, hey, Alexa, play Jesus Plus Therapy Sis on iHeartRadio, not just on Spotify. Hello, 
somebody. So yeah. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Yes. We doing big things around here, huh? Listen, and if y'all don't, fo- if y'all follow me, and you know Cynthia, because I tagged her in it. I said, listen, your yes will make doors that you thought were impossible to open, open easily and gradually. And you've been listening to us, you know, like two weeks ago, I said, oh, we're going to be on iHeart Radio. Bam! Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. So we're on iHeart Radio. Hey, yes. Hey, yes. Okay, so with that being said, I am Shandrika Cook. I am the therapist piece the Jesus Plus Therapist. Jesus yeah. My name is Cynthia Cooper and I am affectionately known as the Sober Soul and I am the Jesus Juice of this equation. Um, yeah, so that's who we are, but like I was saying though, so listen. <laughs> also, Pray my strength in the Lord. Okay, so yeah, so on um, and I think we need to get to the habit of if we have events and stuff like that, maybe we need to just announce it to the people so that they can they can take part in what we're doing, they can keep up with us. Um, but you come know this lesson and yeah, so you all up in my lesson for November the 6th because the Lord basically has been really dealing with me about really moving in faith. And so um, this would be a little sneak peek for our Wait, listeners. What's happening? what's happening November the 6th? November the 6th, I'm doing, um, I'm a speaker um, for the Woman to Woman Single Moms Ministry here. Um, in Huntsville, Alabama, they're doing their 10 year anniversary conference. Um, and they asked me to be a guest speaker on their program. So listen, um, wait, yes. you're going you gonna to be what doing what again? You're going to be a speaker at a conference of an organization that has been around for 10 years. 10 years, honey. And listen, what's so special about this organization is when I moved, when I transitioned up here to Huntsville, it was one of the first organizations that I part, you know, I partook in. And when I tell you, child, they spoke into my life so good. And literally, um, I'm walking in the manifestations of what was what was spoken to me, probably in 2018. So, did they girl, did they have your bio? You made sure you you add Jesus plus therapy to your bio. Listen, I'm working with a business coach right now, and one of the assignments that he's giving me is to write a bio. Okay, I, got I did. Uh, Listen, I got three of them. <laughs> Can you write mine? Um, no. Oh. See how black folk do you listen. So yeah, November the 6th, um, the conference starts at 10 a.m. And if you're interested, definitely go to Eventbrite and register. Um, the conference is free, but they do ask for a small donation to um uh, go towards, you know, their future events or things of that nature. But um yeah come here your girl speaking to these women lives honey it's a full circle moment for me so i'm 
it's static. And the word that God has given me is phenomenal. Okay. So I'm excited about that. <sighs> what you got going on? I wish I could be there. I cannot. Child, ain't that something? That's how our schedules are these days. Listen, I will be at the Limitless Retreat. Um, the Empowered to Conquer Limitless Retreat. I am the Limitless Retreat Coordinator along with my co-coordinator, Miss April. And mm. we will be talking to students about Jesus. Thanks to the Lord. I'm so excited. We did our last recording for commercials, so I'll be working on that. So I'm totally excited about what God is about to do, even in that. So, yeah, we booked and busy over here. Nice. Hashtag booked and busy and tied. T-I. And tied. tied. That the ED. Look, I'm like Tamala, man. Slap a 27 feet step on me, got signing back. Truth is, I am tired, okay? The truth is, I'm tired. Options I feel. Huh? I tried to pray, but where are you? But where are you? Yeah. I'm all churched out. Mm. Uh (laughs) Okay. Don't act like y'all don't know. Right. And you know what? You can be altered. That that statement is so true today than it was in when that song first came out. I'm all church out. Like <laughs> just tired. Just tired. Tired. You saying it properly, like tired, not like not tired. Not not tired. 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 Like yeah, like your feet hurt when it's cold, and you must do that. <laughs> must <laughs> must. <laughs> I'm just saying that's how tired you is. That's how I know you to work hard. You know, people don't respect a must unless they know your tiredness. Like if oh, they know the tiredness no. behind your must or your must. It's, it's the equationness of your tiredness then like <laughs> they kind of have a little bit more pity on you or for you being musty like oh girl you've been in the yard all day playing yes all the day. fact that we are giving grace for musk I know you lying and you tired <laughs> Girl, I'm not I'm saying good. she not gonna the, the person not gonna go take a bath. I'm just saying they tired and they're musty and their must is is a resemblance of their tiredness because they've been working and so that's the that's the process that is the fruit of their labor is the must. So they're gonna go take this hot bath and they may or may not make it fully in their pajamas because they tired. Mm. Excuse their tiredness. Anyway. <laughs> I told y'all we record late, so honey, <laughs> we record late, and yes, we do record late. Cause you ain't no telling what y'all just, make sense. Just, y'all just can fast forward through that process, right? <laughs> Long as you listen, if it don't listen, listen, honey, just listen, listen. 
What is we talking about today? Listen, y'all, this this title, y'all better get with it. I'm sure the saints in the ain't gonna be like, <laughs> y'all saw that episode title. Y'all see this episode title. Y'all gonna be like, what in the Jesus? And we gonna be like, that's okay. Yes, I'm so excited. Uh, to talk about what we're going to talk about tonight. Tonight, we're diving into the F word. <laughs> and we're not talking mm. about the words version of the F word. We're talking no. about the God version of the F word. That word yes. that we struggle with, that word that causes us to question everything that exists in the world, including God. Like, God, no, you can't make me do it. Don't don't make me do it lord i can't listen forgiveness is definitely the f word we're talking about and not just forgiveness but how forgiveness creates healthiness in so many areas so last week we talked about these red flags but y'all know most of the time most of the red flags come because we ain't forgave sometimes ourselves we didn't forgave the the person who did it but we have not forgiven ourselves and so um, we were just sharing some, <laughs> some things, some areas, some places that we didn't realize that we had really forgave. And so, uh, I'm sure y'all heard me talk about <laughs> my ex-husband last week. So we're going to talk about him this week too. So God, <laughs> God bless the man and the people who know the man. But so I had the privilege to have a conversation face-to-face with my ex-husband. And y'all, I felt like Jill Scott and why did I get married with Sheila? Sheila, I felt like Sheila when she met old girl in the bathroom and she looked at old girl and she was like, I didn't know when I saw you what I was going to do. Was I going to kick you? Was I going to punch you? Was I going to slap you? I don't know. But right now, all I want to do is pray for you. But stay away from the bottles, okay? God bless you. That's how I felt my attitude would be when I saw my ex-husband face-to-face in person. Because it has been a while, y'all. It's been going on nine years. Mm. I've seen this man and so when I saw him I really did want to pray for him I really did have this mindset of man thank you Lord for like deliverance and awareness and letting me know like I am truly forgiven I've truly forgiven this person and I no longer have to be in this place of wondering if I saw him in public, would I have a Sheila moment? Would I cut you or punch you or shoot you up? Like, what would I do? Like, would I hit you with my car? Like, what would I do? I literally felt compassion for him. Mm. And even when it came to certain family members, I saw my uncle pass and mom's brother pass and I haven't seen them in seven years and I was just so anxious and so nervous about seeing them. Like, is they going to ask me crazy questions? Are they going to say something stupid? Am I going to respond in a manner that is God-like? And they don't text my, they don't text 
my Peter because I'm showing them Jesus. Like they don't want me to cold switch on them. And honestly, y'all, I was able to tell them hi. I was able to hug them, love on them and do all of that and leave like with no regrets and be okay with it. And so forgiveness is a process. And I think that's the thing we need to really talk about, the process of forgiveness to get to those green flags that we talked about at the end of episode last week. Like we talked about the red flags, but getting to the green flags, in order to get to those green flags, the first thing you need to do is forgive. Because those all red flags that you have is is based upon the foundation of unforgiveness. Yep. If you look at all your red flags that you have, I bet you 99.9% of them are based upon unforgiveness. Absolutely. So, yeah, like, so what's an area that or situation you felt like you had to really process your forgiveness? I got so many, honey. I which one you want? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, something recently. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So the crazy thing about this is, is that, um, we we don't talk during the week. Not not. Yeah, we don't talk during the week like that. And so when we come together for the podcast, it's like, what you doing, child? What you doing? What you been up to? And so for our week to pretty much be aligned, it's a God thing. So um, a few days ago, I found myself, um, well, let me just start here. Child, I got invited to a shindig. Let's just say that. And um, this invite came from someone who was very close to me at one time. And um, I'm talking about, we were thick as thieves, okay? Um, but things transpired and it went left. And I ended up just disconnecting from this particular person for years. And so this particular person invited me to a shindig. And um, I was kind of hesitant to accept the invitation because I know our history. And I know that although although when I left the situation, I left it kind of unresolved. And people who know me, who've known me for some years, they know when I'm done. You know, it takes a lot for me to be done, but when I'm done, I'm done. And so I was done with this situation. And so um, when I left, I left and I ain't look back. And here we are almost five years later and I get an invitation and... I had to stop for a moment. I was like, God, like, <laughs> God, you sure this is something I need to attend? Because what this situation brought up, it brought back up 
the way that I left and the circumstances around me leaving. And um, I really didn't want to accept the invitation because I knew that I would have to face those people um, who hurt me. Um, and I was just kind of like, I ain't gonna gonna do that. And so the Lord gave me peace about it, but here's how the peace came. I was up one night, one day this week, and, um, I literally found or stumbled upon, uh, the series group therapy from, um, Dr. Matthew Stevenson. And the first episode in the series is called If You. <laughs> and so everybody who knows Dr. Matthew Stevenson, he's a controversial pastor, but the man teaches the word. So I was listening to it and he was just talking about, you know, how forgiving people is a struggle for him. And, you know, how God basically told him that his next level was contingent upon forgiveness. And so I was like, Lord, why now? Why now? And so, you know, it the circumstances transpired and it just so happened after me watching this word, I literally bumped into this one of the particular persons tonight before we actually, um, before we actually aired. And so what I'm realizing is, um, most of the time we don't necessarily forgive we just kind of suppress and move on Mm. we just kind of push it in the back of our mind we you it's kind of like out of sight out of mind if I don't have to deal with this person if I don't see them in my everyday daily life then I'm not going to think about it I'm not going to deal with the issue as long as they're out of sight out of mind I don't have to deal with it so technically it doesn't exist but I'm realizing in um, forgiving, God will bring, um, especially when you've decided that you're ready to heal from a situation, um, God will bring those things that we have tucked away in our subconscious. And he will bring those things back to the surface so that you can actually heal correctly. Because most times, and I talk about this in the book that I'm writing, that some of us have healed, and I know this is from personal experience, a lot of the traumas that I had experienced in my past, I literally healed by just, you know, tucking it away in my subconscious and just moving on. Mm. I didn't, because in my mind, I didn't have time to, to heal. I had to just keep it moving, honey. I ain't had time to feel. I ain't had time to cry. I ain't had time to keep and scream. I just had to move on. And so um, in my book, I just say that, you know, from personal experience, we think we've healed. And really, we're literally walking around um, with limps and broken hearts and crushed spirits in the spirit realm. Mm -hmm. And God sees this, but we don't because we're just, we're mortal beings. And so in my own journey, God had to sit me down and literally tell me that, hey, 
you ain't healed. You heal with dysfunction. And when you mm-hmm. heal with dysfunction, you basically have to be broken again. And he breaks you in the same area so that you can be healed correctly. It's kind of like when you break a, a bone. If you don't seek adequate care, then you will heal, but you don't heal correctly. And so you may heal in the area, but now you got a knot on top of the, the area, on top of the skin where you had the, the fracture. So in this scenario, I believe that I didn't, I don't think I forgave them. Mm. Like, I don't think I forgave them. It's just one of those things where, like, I ain't got to deal with it no more. So out of sight, out of mind, I'm going on. And so I just feel like God is bringing it back so that I can adequately get the healing that I need and release them from the cell that I had them in. Right. So a lot of times, so let's have a therapy session, right? Like a lot of times when it comes to unforgiveness, you were right out of sight, out of mind, but we don't realize that we still function out of unforgiveness in other relationships, which creates this dysfunction that we've normalized. So we now normalize a dysfunction that we know is dysfunctional because we don't want to deal with the forgiveness of that people, places, or things, right? We just automatically just keep moving and we don't mind being in dysfunction. So a lot of times we find ourselves broken, confused, and mad and upset, but we don't even know why. Mm. And, and a lot of times we sitting up here like, I know I ain't did nothing, and I don't even know why I feel this way. And so now you're on an emotional roller coaster because the Holy Spirit is now telling you, hey, that's something you need to deal with. And you find yourself in all these different emotions, and you looking at the environment that you're in now thinking it's that environment, not realizing that the true emotion or the true foundation of those emotions are the are the um the buildup of unforgiveness that takes place, right? And Mm. so this unforgiveness now creates this internalized trauma. Mm. Internalized trauma comes into place and it says, oh, you remind me of something that I haven't forgiven, so therefore I can't deal with you. Or you remind me of something that I've experienced and I forgave, but I still haven't gotten healed from, so I can't deal with you. Or them good old triggers. Gotta love them triggers. Yes. And so a lot of times you up here like, well, I don't know why. Oh, this uh, is my favorite one. I got a feeling about them. Well, that feeling is not them. It's your feelings about something you haven't healed from. Mm. So you up here blaming everything on feelings or that person, not realizing like you attract what you don't heal from. What you attract what you have not healed from. So you forgave, if you ain't forgave it, you'll keep attracting it. Cause you normalize the dysfunction of it. So that's a say lot moment right there. Right. So say for instance, you were in an abusive relationship. And you got away from an abusive relationship. 
and you now find yourself in another relationship, but it doesn't look like the abusive relationship, but he ends up being an abuser. And you function in that abuse. The reason why you attracted that function of abuse at a different level is because you didn't hear from the first person who abused you. You mm. give that person. And granted, I'm not saying you justify their actions. I'm saying you're forgiving them for the simple fact that you know that's what Christ does for you. And that unforgiveness causes you to be in a bad place. And I'm saying that because um, I went to a play this Sunday with my church members and my church member was in the play. It was a domestic by the play based upon a real life situation. It was called isolation. Mm. And in the play, um, the main character was in love with this awesome man who pursued her, who went to the Navy um, to do better for their child, their unborn child. She ended up being in a relationship with her best friend's cousin. And in and being in this relationship with her best friend's cousin, it became an abusive relationship. And she justified the relationship. And I'm sitting there like, we, we're talking about abuse. And I'm like, man, and, and they're talking about the statistics saying one out of three women have been abused. And I'm like, man, that's so deep. The whole time I'm talking, I'm, I'm listening to the play. I'm crying. I'm like, it ain't that deep. Like, it ain't no, this lady gets shot, right? Like, he shoots her. Like, this is all real, based upon a real-life story. Um, he shoots her while she's pregnant with their child. I know you and, lying. And, he, and he's, he ends up being mentally, you know, unstable, whatever. So, anyway, they get to the end of the play. She survived, gets to the end of the play. The baby survived. Everybody survived. Praise God. Get to the end of the play, and they're like, you know, what do we need to do? We're talking. And I still got these tears coming down my eyes, and I'm thinking to myself, what is going on and I hear the Holy Spirit saying do you remember your abuse and I'm like what you but then I remember the relationship and it wasn't a physical abuse it was emotional and mental and verbal abuse Mm. and the fact that I have not forgiven that person like I've said whatever but the and even sexual abuse and when all of this happened, I I remember how you said it. I pressed past it, move forward. And that and that word press past something is a traumatic statement in itself. Because mm-hmm. you're saying to yourself, don't process it, keep it moving. Just press. You pressing forward is trauma in itself. So if you ever said, I'm just going to press forward, because you know us church folks say that all the time. Oh, you know, I'm just pressing forward. You know, I'm just pressing in the Lord. I heard some old mother say that. You literally are saying, I will endure this trauma because I'm trusting God. And that ain't even God like. No way in the Bible. they made an acronym for it, pray until something happens. Baby, I know you like. You're going to have to do something else until praying until something happen, honey. You're going to have to make something happen, honey. Faith without work is dead. Listen, my pastor said the same thing. You, everybody up and tells I'm just waiting on God when God is waiting on you. God has placed everything in you to do everything you need to do on this earth inside of you when he forms you in your mother's womb. So with that being said, 
you sitting here waiting on God. God, like, why you ain't asked me how to tap into what's in your hand? What's hmm. in your heart? What's in your why mouth? Why you ain't asked me for these mysteries, huh? I'm just saying. So a lot of times we we press forward so much so we don't realize that we are putting ourselves back into those places again. Absolutely. I 100% agree with that. I was talking to a friend this week and um, basically just reminding him that rest is okay. Like so many times in the world that we live in, in the climate that we're living in right now, we think, oh, we got to get it, get it, get it, get it, get it. But even after you press to get it, like you still should be self-full enough to say, hey, let me sit down, let me recalibrate and let me check on how I am at this juncture in life. Am I okay mentally? Am I okay physically? Am I okay emotionally? Is there some things that I want to do better? Some things that, you know, maybe I can improve on. Um, I'm learning to check, do, okay, got me telling all my business. <laughs> I'm learning and God has been helping me with this to do quarterly checks on myself to measure and quantify where I am physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally. And if I'm lacking in a certain area, then I try to be intentional about my own self-care. Um, if I need to rest or if I need, you know, to exercise or whatever the case may be, I'm learning to be intentional in that area because I've been in survival mode for so long. And I think that's what many of us do. We press and don't even even realize that we're still in survival mode but at what point do you stop being in survival mode and shift to live or to thrive or to um just get out of that mindset where I gotta get it I gotta go I gotta get it I gotta go I gotta get it because I can't stop I can't stop I can't stop but I, I reminded him that it's only one you you know, and you got to make sure you're taking care of you and pressing is not healthy in any aspect, whether you call it press, whether you call it hustling, whether you call it um, pushing forward, moving forward. forward. Well, it doesn't matter. Like, it's not healthy. It's an unhealthy mindset. And many people um, don't realize that pressing forward um causes mental breakdown mm -hmm. causes physical breakdown mm -hmm. it's the reason why you know some of us get sick more so than others you know because we're not listening and adhering to our bodies mentally we're not adhering to our mind we're not listening to our heart you know because we're we're pressing forward we can't stop can't stop won't stop <laughs> you said something so self-care is not rest alone so there's this thing called the self-care iceberg so rest 
taking baths, bubble baths, getting massages. That is surface. True self-care is dealing with trauma, unforgiveness, exploring self-worth, self-evaluation. That's true self-care. But we're the stuff that don't nobody want to deal with. Right. So we so used to like, oh, I need the rest. I need to go get my nails done. I need to go take get a massage. Let me go get my hair done, a haircut or whatever. Like we those are not self-care things alone, right? Some of those are hygienal. Um so a lot of or they that or they are treating symptoms i mean it's the symptom you're trying to treat and not the root right and so you have to get below the iceberg not the t- so you, you know when you look at icebergs you see only the tip the up the the tip of the iceberg you don't see what's underneath the iceberg what's below the surface and you mm. don't know how big it is until you run up on it so lack of self-care will create an iceberg of unforgiveness, unhealthy behaviors, dysfunction. Do you get it? So at the top of the iceberg, it look good. Like it don't look as big. It looks like, oh, okay, all I got to do is do X, Y, and Z. But when you get to the surface, it's, it's something is way bigger than what it is. When you get uh, uh, underneath not the surface when you get below the surface it's so much more so some things that you need to really think about is how much instead of how how long i'm gonna be hustling pressing forward how long are you gonna be surface mm, y'all don't that's good say it again one time for the people in the bank you know in a bite <laughs> How long you gonna be surface? How long, boo? <laughs> People like it don't take all that. It takes all that and some. Mm-hmm. Especially when you've been surface for so long. You want to say what surface is? Surface is being on social media saying your marriage good when you know you're in the midst of a divorce. Yeah. <laughs> Surface is flashing all this money when you know you broke. Surface is saying yes when you really need to say no. Give us two more for the road. (laughs) Surface is being a place of degrading yourself to make somebody else look better. Mm. Surface is forgiving others, but not forgiving yourself. Or another surface. Surface is not allowing yourself to fully feel God because you're guilty about what you did last night. Mm. My Lord. This is surfaces. Y'all feel that wind come through? <laughs> Listen, um, the Perry's. I, so I like listen to thirty minutes with the Perry's with Jackie and Preston Perry, and they are 
so awesome. I think they're so great because in 30 minutes, they give you all these great nuggets. And one thing um, Preston said, um, well, he said so many things, but I, I, I listened to two episodes. And one thing that he said about the last thing I said, right, uh, was that you have to be in a position and I'm summarizing, okay, y'all. Um, you have to be in a position where you move beyond your surface. Like your surface cannot be your excuse for your behavior. Let me say again, your surface cannot be your excuse for your behavior. Oh, I hustle because you know I'm from the streets. Mm, that's yeah, that's good. But you also evangelist because I'm sure you was in the game. You had to hustle to get these customers, right? Like you had to hustle to get these members, right? So why we don't use that part of your hustle? Oh, crickets. Hello, somebody. Okay. Um, a lot of times we use our past as a crutch instead of a brace. Mm, girl, I'll slap you with this phone. Say it again. <laughs> a lot of times we use our, cr- our past as a crutch instead of a brace. What's the difference, Shandrika? If I'm on crutch, I'm always leaning on it. That means it's always an excuse. But if I'm in a brace, that means it's something that's helping me to regain my balance. Good God Almighty, from Zion, huh? So that's, that's we can't even about. we can't even get to forgiveness because we only want to get rid of the crush of our past. Well, you know he used to beat me and I I came from a abusive relationship, sister, we sister or brother. Okay. We thank God that you got out. But how long are you gonna use that and you still asking God for a husband or wife? Oh, hello. Hey there. Hey audience. This gonna be it's going to be a quiet episode, honey. <laughs> it's going to be real quiet in these streets, in these Jesus and therapist streets. It's going to be real quiet, honey. I, I mean, we had to get to a place where we move past certain things. And so if I can leave y'all with anything else, y'all going to have to get rid of the crutch and, get, and make it a brace. It's time for you not to just embrace your past. It's time to make it the thing that creates strength in you. What does a brace do when you have a a broken part of your body in a brace? It literally gives rest to your body, but it gives support while building you back up. It gives leverage too. And, And it makes you more aware of how you need to work harder to get rid of it. That's the part some people don't want to say, though. They don't want to work hard. They're comfortable in what they are in. And my thing is, and I think we talked about this prior to us recording, like, I'd rather remain in comfort than to, to do the work that it takes to actually be healed. Therefore, it's easy for me to remain surface and say, well... I don't want to be in a relationship right now because that's comfortable as that's comfortable. But me saying 
I want to be in a relationship. I just have some things that I need to heal from that, that, that takes work. So I just think that we have to really be honest with ourselves and say, Hey, I am afraid to love again. Cause you know what the crush is? No, that's not your crush. You want me to tell you what the crush is? Let me tell you what the crush is. The crush is. Oh my Lord, speak Holy Spirit. No, this may be Shandrika. Okay, this may not be the Holy Spirit. This is Shandrika. Your crush is definitely this. Well, I got to hear before I get with somebody. I do. That's a crutch. Because what um, if that part? Oh wait, uh, uh-uh, uh, no, no, yeah, you are supposed to come down my street. <laughs> I, I, mm-hmm. That might not just be your street. It's supposed to be, be the people street, not that must, my street. That must be. That may be everybody's street. Listen, we have gotten to this place where we be like, oh, I can't, I can't be in a healthy relationship until I'm whole. But when I think about people in the Bible. <laughs> Nobody was whole. Abraham wasn't whole. Abraham was disobedient. He was a liar. And he was trifling at some given time, okay? He used Sarah a couple of times to get out of jail, okay? He He wasn't all the way whole. But it wasn't until he got to a place that he realized he was unwhole, but he trusts God that his name changed. So a lot of times we come in, we be like, oh, I got to be whole. I got to be whole. You missing the process of what God needs to do for you. And I'm not saying that that person's to make you whole, but the unity that you all have together creates another level of wholeness that you've never tapped into. Listen, Sarah, Sarah and Abram would have never happened had they not gotten together and there would be no Abraham or Sarah. There would be no Isaac. There would be no Isaiah. There would be no Jacob. There would be no David. There would be no Jesus had there not been a place of Abraham being okay with his lack of wholeness, Sarah being okay with her lack of wholeness because she wouldn't hold herself. She didn't went and told her maid to go have sex with her husband, then get mad at the fact that he did exactly what she told him to do. And now she didn't mis- mistreated the woman, but the woman got to come back to her. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like there was oh, no, everybody yes. wasn't whole in the same thing, but because there was a constant process that was taking place between the two of them, guess what? Wholeness continued to happen happen we think wholeness is a one-time thing oh i'm whole no because when you meet that person another level of wholeness will will manifest and a lot of times we'd be like oh i gotta wait till i'm whole you're gonna be waiting that's why you're still single okay i'm sorry mm, mm. i said it out loud i think i said it out loud my who's she talking to <laughs> You to cuss us out in the in the Holy Ghost, I guess. Cause child, I just got slept I, I, I mean, the Bible like two, three times. Cause you know, um, even if we talk about Hosea, right? Who had to go the whore? Okay, she wasn't nothing whole about her, right? At all, he kept going to get her though. Now he beat her a couple of times. Now he did. <laughs> He did go get her. He even asked God, 
God, God, why you, why you won't let me loose from this woman? And, and God literally had to tell him, this is how I had to do the children of Israel. I had to keep going back to get them. Mm. There may be times I had to beat them, right? But I still go back and get them. And I love them back to me. Ooh, say that again. And I love them back to me. How about Dr. Matthew Stevenson said, and this was so profound to me because God gave me a revelation of First Corinthians 13 many, 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 many years ago. And he was like, many times we fall in, we fall in love with First Corinthians chapter 12, but forget that chapter 13 comes after that, where it says love is patient, love is kind. And what God gave me the revelation of first Corinthians 13, he said, love suffers long while still remaining kind. And so people don't realize that when you say you love a person, like you literally love them and you're saying, Hey, I'll suffer long with you and still remain upright, still remain kind, still remain loving, still remain humble. I'll continue to serve you in love regardless, irregardless to what you do, you say how you, whatever your emotion is at that time, it says, I'm willing to suffer long with you and still remain kind. Whew, that's still good. Anyway, I just, you know, it just, it, it, it really, it really makes you think um, about the state of relationships um, in this day and age. Like, is marriage even possible at this point with the way that the world is going listen y'all we've been on here for a long time so we're gonna <laughs> we gotta oh, we can make this part two for next so, week. that's what i'm saying we're gonna make it part two so if y'all want want to hear the answer to that question i need y'all to tune in to part two because that's a whole nother subject for a whole nother time. For real, for real. Oh, that's gonna be good. That's gonna be good. So listen, we appreciate y'all listening to us. I'm sure you, I hope we, you know what? I hope our listeners walk away with some nugget. I hope, I hope our voice is ringing their head when it comes yes. to certain things in their lives. Like that's our, that's my hope. What's your hope for our listeners when they hear this? Good morning, everybody. I hope that they will share this because it's a whole bunch of nuggets in here. And if they apply what they hear, their lives will never be the same. So I hope that they just won't um, hog the word, hog the knowledge. I pray that they will pass it on to someone who they feel like could benefit from it because in the end, that's what discipleship is. You learn, you apply it, and then you pass it on. Well, on that note, y'all keep passing it on and keep sharing. Like, share, subscribe, hit that button, that video, and we will see y'all next week. Next week.